Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Brad Cote. He is a business coach, gym, and clinic owner, and author. He experienced many ups and downs in the fitness and health industry before learning the lessons to reach a seven-figure facility with over 10 staff. He helps other health practice owners grow and automate their businesses with the same principles and unique marketing strategies he used to reach seven figures. So I'm really excited today to talk about uh, processes and automation and how uh, anyone can kind of grow and scale. And Brad, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to just kind of dive in right now. I love that you said, you know, you had many ups and downs in the industry before learning how to reach that seven-figure mark. So can you tell me a little bit about kind of how you got started and what brought you to what you do today? Sure. So originally what I uh, had did is I've always been a little bit more entrepreneurial. So even when I was younger, I remember um, selling candies on the playground as I was a kid just to, uh, you know, generate some income. And, uh, you know, my parents always told me, if you have your own money, you can kind of do things the way that you want. So I always had that in my mind. Um, so as, uh, as the years progressed, I ended up um, having a couple different types of businesses. I had a liquidation business where I arbitraged uh, merchandise um, throughout the Canada and US. Um, and after a period of time um, with that, I exited that business and um, went back to school. I was planning on doing physiotherapy so I could help people. Um, always had a passion for uh, the training, treating, um, and really optimizing the, the body and health. Um, so I went down that route and um, became a trainer. I ended up getting my uh, therapy licenses um, as an osteopath, as an RMT. And from that point, I started with my own practice and quickly you know, realized that if I really wanted to make more of an income and have more impact, I needed to be able to uh, grow a team and eventually have my own business. So I started as a solo practice, um, both doing personal training and, and therapy, and then slowly started to grow a team over um, that aspect. And over the years, I've had some, you know, like you said, ups and downs and different learning challenges um, in order to get to the next points. And, and I think that's a big thing to focus on as a business owner is that um, once you kind of hit, you're kind of comfortable in a specific stage. Um, then in order to get to the next level, you're really going to have to go through a period of growth and, you know, having that mindset to be able to say, okay, well, you know, I want to go from being a solo practice owner um, to having staff or making a certain amount of money and so on. is always going to be a learning experience and, um, and need to navigate. So where, where I do a lot now is work with health practice owners on installing um, and automating systems in their practices so that they um, essentially have the right systems, the right structure and the, the right strategies in the right time that matches their business. So I take a more individualized approach as opposed to most people just saying, you know, Hey, this is my base framework program. Uh, it works for everyone. Everyone does the same thing. The reality is it doesn't really work that way depending on where someone is in their, um, their specific stage of business. Wow. So you have had quite the interesting, um, up and down and, and very background, uh, Uh, interesting careers. Uh, But I liked what you said about how, you know, if you just kind of hand over 
uh, a model. It's like, okay, this will work for everybody. But in general, everyone has to uh, take a framework and then make it their own because it's really important to be able to kind of make sure that what somebody is doing will work for how you work and how you operate. So can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the importance of, you know, automations and systems and, and making sure that what you have will work for you? Of course. And in all as a principle, even when I'm doing treating and training um, with, with clients is that there was a lot of um, things that people took courses and, and modalities and stuff, and they basically applied it to everyone. And what I found was um, essentially that some people get results, some people don't get any results, some people get worse and so on. So thinking that what I started to do really do was take individualized approaches when patients would come to see me for treatments. Um, I wouldn't just say, well, you got a shoulder problem. It's like all the other types of shoulder problems. We start looking into details about what's going on in their lifestyle. What's their nutrition like sleep and, and all these other factors. And I do the same thing with business. So, um, often you'll find people who say, well, you know, you should be doing Facebook ads for example, and this is the best way to do Facebook ads. Well, it's completely contextual depending on where the person is in their business. And you've got to go into details and really what I call triage. Um, what is the priority for a specific person? So if you are a solo health practice owner and you're just getting started and you know, kind of going on, on your own, what you need right now is going to be entirely different than what you might need five years down the road when you've got a seven-figure multi-practice clinic. So really understanding um, what you need at the given time is absolutely paramount for having, uh, you know, crucial for having long-term success. Um, so that's one thing that I really focus on in the, in the coaching realm is, uh, is getting on point with that. In terms of the automations and, and systems, I really think that that's absolutely a key component to um, saving you a ton of time and creating leverage within your business. because anything you do more than once should be automated to some degree or simplified. And the, the worst thing you can do is have a complex business because the more complex your business is, the more things break down, the harder it is to track. And realistically, it's, it's way more time consuming and harder to multiply and scale. So the easier you can get things to be more simplified, the better it's going to be from hiring another staff member on from, uh, follow-up, lead follow-ups or whatever it is. And the reality is a lot of things in your business can be automated to some degree. Um, there's certain things that I think should be, especially from a client or consumer facing business should be um, done in person. So for example, we would do service calls to follow up with people and re-engage. We would use a front desk or receptionist to re-engage with those people because ultimately it's better to, you know, instead of just sending an email out, um, like I get one from the dentist, Hey, come back and get your appointment. It's not really encouraging, but if I had someone call me and say, Hey, you know, hope everything's fine. This is what we've got you booked in for. Um, when can we book you? And it's going to be a lot, um, easier to interact with someone that way and provide a bit more value. But that being said, you can automate that process to where someone gets notified to make that phone call as opposed to just, you know, sheets of paper and, and notes, pads and all that type of stuff. So automation is absolutely crucial. Um, knowing where you are in the business is absolutely um, paramount to your overall success and growth. I love what you said some really great things there. And one of the big ones, I think, is recognizing that what has worked for other people uh, is also kind of based on where they are in your business, right? If you're just starting out, the things that you need to do to get to that next stage are not the same as if somebody's already reached five-figure months and are looking to grow from there. Uh, so. I, 
that's a really great perspective and, and very key for a lot of people that, you know, making sure that you know where you are and know where you want to go next, right? And not trying to kind of skip 15 steps by, oh, here's this really great Facebook automation ad system I'm going to use and I'm going to get so much business. But if you don't have the base, if you're not at the right stage, that's not the right fit for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I see that time and time again. And that's why some people get amazing results and other people get nothing because it's really contextual based. And, you know, there are people who are doing really good things, um, but they're leaving out other things. Like for example, you know, I've, I've gotten really good campaigns where we've gotten hundreds of leads coming in for very, very cheap. Well, if I just post something like that and tell everyone, well, this is an amazing campaign. The reality is, is that if there's years of spent figuring out what works, what doesn't understanding from a deep level, the target audience you're trying to attract and getting the right messaging and building preeminence and all these other things that you've got to do as a foundation work in order for that to be successful. For sure. And you know, that kind of also ties back into any kind of marketing initiative, right? Is not only knowing uh, where you are and where you're wanting to go, but also knowing, you know, where is your audience? Are they in that initial stage of I'm looking for a solution? Are they already looking for a particular practitioner? Are they just knowing they have a problem and don't know how to solve it? You know, making sure that whatever you're doing in business and in marketing um, for both sides is that you know where you are and where you want to go next. Yeah, and it's having that congruency and um, and focus and plan really to get there, as opposed to just random tactics, um, you know, in, in the kind of shiny object syndrome that a lot of people um, follow. Absolutely, you know, squirrel. Ooh, look, there's a new thing. I'm going to go try it, and I'll stop doing this thing that I've only done for 30 seconds. Exactly. Um, and I, I, you know, when you were talking about automations and systems, one of the really important things is knowing. Uh, where you need to have that personal touch and where automation can come in and how you can kind of automate still having that personal touch. Uh, like you said, with a, you know setting up a system so that the receptionist gets a reminder about when it is time to make a call uh, to somebody to remind them about follow-up. Uh, so you know, if somebody doesn't really have any systems, they don't have automations, but they know they want to use them because they know how much time it can save them, where should they start in trying to figure out automations and systems? Well, again, I mean, it's given their business. What I find most of the time, um, a good, really good starting point is to get a CRM-based system or uh, consumer or customer relation uh, management software. So we utilize ActiveCampaign, for example. I've used Infusionsoft and so on in the past. And um, those software are really a, a really useful tool because it helps to actually um, organize your lists of, of patients or clients and help segment, basically meaning um, you're able to organize and who's you're currently seeing you, who has not been in in a while, who's inquired but never booked and so on. So that alone will allow you to start looking at people in different spectrums and add organization in terms of your um, marketing-based campaigns. Absolutely. I mean, you know, segmentation is one of those key things to making sure you're creating the, the right message, making sure that how you're talking with somebody is the right thing to be saying. And that kind of goes back to stages of awareness. It goes back to making sure you know where you want to grow next. Um, and I, I liked what you said about, you know, first step, getting the software. First step is figuring that out. Um, but, you know, starting simple, right? Instead of you manually putting everything into a spreadsheet, find a simple solution that can kind of start doing that for you, right? 
Exactly. And, and a lot of the software now is pretty user friendly, or you can hire, um, you know, people to do that and set up for you for very, very inexpensively. And it's easy to manage and so on. But it's, it's a massive lifesaver. Um, and, and certain people I've worked with who have never utilized these types of systems, as soon as they start implementing them and, you know, doing some base level follow-ups, they end up getting um, patients call, calling them to rebook back in and so on. So it's a huge investment um, or a huge return on the investment once you install that. Absolutely. And you know, this is not some kind of system that only works for health practitioners. This is literally the basis of any really great entrepreneur uh, who wants to build a business is, you know, making sure you keep in touch with your customers, making sure you keep in touch with your clients, making sure that, you know, if they've worked with you in the past, uh, do a quick follow up and see, you know, how is how are things going? Are they ready to go to the next stage? Um, You know, all of those types of things are really important to build that really long list of people who know, like, trust you, and are then willing to refer you on to other people. Exactly. Really managing the relationship. And that's really what the, the sales aspect is, is managing the relationship and part of follow-ups and building value. Um, you know, bringing them into your world and nurturing them is, is crucial. And that CRM is, is a good way to be able to help um, with that. Definitely. And, you know, CRMs, again, as you said, right, they will take a minute to set up, right? They're not going to be automated automatically. You do have to kind of go through and set everything up. But once you do, once you do that investment of time and resources, it pays off so much over the next few weeks, months, and years. Yeah, 100%. So once you have a CRM in place, And once you kind of know, all right, I'm ready to start automating things, what are some other things that you can look at in your business? Where do you see uh, systems being most useful for entrepreneurs? I really look at creating a a system around anything that you need to do multiple times. So something as simple as uh, having a system for when someone calls or inquires versus when they walk in, if you have a brick and mortar based business or when they, they email or and so on. So, you know, a lot of what happens is every single thing that starts, you start to experience as an entrepreneur, you want to start documenting the process of how you do it. And then ideally, as you get these systems honed in, you're able to, and grow your team, you're able to delegate these things out. So as an entrepreneur, a big thing that you really want to focus on is you've got to get yourself out of, you know, every single aspect or, or, um, of the business. So I really look at business as splitting it up into um, kind of based on the Gina Wickman traction model of, you know, marketing sales operations and finance. So you've got to get yourself out of those categories and start getting people responsible for, um, you know, the, the finance component, you know, can you design a, a system about, you know, when money comes in uh, and payment goes out, like when you're, when you're paying stuff out and, and stuff. So for, for us, for example, we had, um, auto pays essentially like membership or continuity payments that would come out on the first and the 15th of every month. And then we would pay all of our bills on the 10th and the 25th. So that was just a basic system of income to allow, make sure that we have cash flow balance all the time. Um, so that's one way that you can implement the system. So a lot of it is, um, when you're first starting out is, is really, especially when you're first starting is about generating revenue. So managing your lead flow that comes in and having a system for when someone comes in, if they buy and you have to onboard them into your world, what happens in order to retain them? What happens if they don't buy, then 
what do we do to follow up with them so that way when they are ready to buy, they can come back in. So it's really thinking strategically like that and saying, you know, how can I make things more simple? And often you'll find that entrepreneurs, I'm sure you, you um, find it yourself doing coaching, will be doing stuff they shouldn't be doing that's kind of that low value, low, you know, easy work that they, they should be not doing at all because they'd be focusing on something higher ticket that's going to generate um, more income or move them more towards their goals. Absolutely. That's one of the big things you hear all the time, right? Find what you're really good at. And then anything that doesn't fall into that area, find someone else to do it, right? Because, you know, it might take you as a person who doesn't understand finance or who's not very good at bookkeeping, you know, how long does it take you to create that invoice and make sure everything's filled in properly, then properly uh, put it into a spreadsheet or properly track it in your software or whatever it is you do, right? You could do it yourself and quote unquote, save money. But how many hours a month does it take you to do that? And how many hours a month would it take a bookkeeper to do that? Or how many hours a month would it take a VA to do that? Right. Um, it's really, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, if I have to learn all of this, is that really a good use of my time? Exactly. And most of the time you'll find it's not. So, I mean, if you look at the health practitioner world, you might have health practice owners who are charging between a hundred and, you know, 200, 300 plus, depending on what type of profession they're in they shouldn't be doing the admin based work that they could be doing in Canada. Minimum wage is around $15 or, or 18 bucks is kind of the, the admin rate. Um, so, you know, they could be $15 to $18 an hour work and they could see another patient for 150 bucks that might add leverage, for example. Definitely, definitely. And the other part that you talked about was onboarding, right? It's so important to create that really great relationship because it's not only about, well, what are you going to do? But it's also about, uh, you know, how are other people going to communicate with you? You know, part of my process is once somebody signs up for me, I, t I send them a message. And in that message, it says, okay, uh, here's how I see us communicating. Here's how often I'll be reaching out to you. Here's how you can get in touch with me for questions. These are the times I do and don't work. Um, you know, do you have any questions for me right now? All of those types of things. It not only sets expectations, but it also allows you to create a really great customer experience when people know what to expect. Exactly. And, and that's a big thing that we really focus on is what I call the, um, the patient um, value journey. And what that really is, is when someone starts into your world, um, whether they buy or not, there's just kind of slightly different. But when they do invest with you, um, we actually share with them what it looks like working with us. And we tell them, you know, this is the culture we're looking, you know, we're a referral based culture. We ask for referrals. We're built like a family. If you have any problems, you, you can go here and we really lay out everything for them. So we almost give them like that onboarding, um, you know, VIP style treatment. And what happens is people start to connect with you on a deeper level because comparatively if they've ever went anywhere else, they're going to say, well, no one else does this. Or if they leave you and go anywhere else for whatever reason, they're going to say, well, you know, I'm not getting the same quality service or, you know, they didn't explain this very well. So we're basically, you know, indoctrinating them into our, our culture and idea for what is to come. And we actually design as they go through their um, plan of care or their, or their treatment plan or whatever we, we provided to them, um, different touch points. So we're going to say, you know, we're going to follow up with you in six weeks. We might send them a letter in the mail. I'm a huge fan of doing online and offline based marketing, direct mail, um, News, newspaper and stuff as well as sending like um, you know Dan Kennedy has the, the packages and, and giving gifts and stuff like that in order to connect and provide more value and really creates that omnipresence um, in the in the mind of the client so they're less likely to 
um, you know, look at other options or be persuaded with the shiny object syndrome, which is just, is just typical for most people I, I feel in the first place. Absolutely. And, you know, having that process as well about how you're going to work with them, it helps you figure out exactly how you want to run your business too. I mean, uh, I started putting my process into the contract so that people would know, okay, this is exactly the steps I'm going to take to create everything for you um, so that you kind of know I have a plan, right? I'm not just going to be like, hmm, I wonder what to do next, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're nearing the end of our time here and, you know, you've given us so much great information about the importance of uh, matching what you're doing with where you are in your business, making sure to kind of start using automations and processes. If you had to say one big action item, what is one big action item you want listeners to take uh, after listening to this interview? But the real big thing I think that's going to give, you know, everyone the most amount of value and, and something that's really, you know, helped me is really taking a look at your business from a 30,000 foot view and look at what you really want to achieve and start designing a, a strategy around that. So if I, I feel that a lot of people, especially when they start out or maybe they've gotten comfortable, start to say, you know, I would really like X, but they really don't actually take a look at, well, in a year, if I want to make, you know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars what needs to happen? And when you take that more 30,000 foot um, objective view of your business, it gives you an ability to say, okay, what exactly do I need to get to that goal? And then start looking at your business um, from a more objective level. People get kind of subjective and emotional over certain things. And the reality is, is like business is really run on facts, um, less on emotion based. Um, you know, cause I, I could feel that I'm, you know, really, really happy and everything, but I can't pay my bills without the end of the day kind of thing. So, um, looking at your business and creating strategies um, and, and breaking them down. I like to do, you know, what needs to happen this week, what needs to happen in 90 days in one year kind of thing. And from that, you're able to start taking a look at what can I get off my plate? So in order for me to go from 100,000 to $200,000 a year, can't, if I can't work any more hours, what needs to happen? Well, I need to start getting stuff off my plate so that I can maybe work more hours or charge more money or hire someone. And all of those types of things need to have a strategy. You've got to have the right structure um, and you've got to have the right um, system in place in order to accomplish um, X goal. Absolutely. You know, the first step, of course, to any great business plan, any great marketing plan is to have a plan, is to take, you know, an hour, sit down, create that uh, 30,000 foot view of your business like you were talking about and decide, okay, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And then I liked what you said about, you know, what needs to happen this week? What needs to happen in 90 days? What needs to happen in one year? Because for so many of us, we, we do one or the other, right? Uh, over the next year, I want to have this, 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 and this happen. Or you're going to say, okay, the steps this week are X, Y, and Z. But you need to connect all of those so that you know what you're doing week to week. And you also know what you're trying to achieve over the full year. Exactly, exactly. And it, it'll keep you focused. For sure. So, you know, we're almost out of time here. Uh, so if people want to learn more about you and what you do and, you know, more about uh, the importance of processes and systems, uh, how can they get in touch with you? The, um, one of the best resources that you can access is my website and it's bradcody.com, B-R-A-D-C-O-T-E.com. And there's lots of information on my blog that uh, relates to systems and marketing and, and really how to optimize depending on where you are in your, in your business. 
um, as well as some information that you can uh, download on some of the systems that you can kind of plug and play and, and use right away if they're applicable to you. Fantastic. So definitely go out and uh, go and check out Brad's website. Uh, you know, he, he really knows what he's talking about, helping other health practitioners and himself grow to the seven figure facilities. Uh, and, you know, processes and automations, it's always great to be able to start from start from a template, right? Uh, get an idea of maybe what you need to have in your process before uh, personalizing it to you. So Brad, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about uh, processes and systems and how you can use them to grow and for sharing your knowledge with us. Perfect. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.